GameZillaMedia.com. Video game makers believe that their products are starting to attract a whole new market. The voice of the gaming generation. The competition in this industry is so fierce, but we did manage to get a glimpse into the future. Real gaming opinions. The obvious question is, of course, how long will this smashing success last for video games? The last line of the next major gaming news. The GameZilla Podcast. Look, that comes one of the Welcome to the Games Little Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grimlock, and with me remotely in the satellite studios of Gamezilla, the producers, the Dead Eye Knight, and player one, me. What's up, guys? It's not here floating out in space. It's a satellite. Um, I was at the Air National Space Station uh, just yesterday. You're patching that uh, hole up, right? Yeah, I was patching that hole, um, as I tend to be very proficient at as an astronaut, and I ate all the astronaut ice cream, and the astronauts from the other countries were upset about it, yeah. and I drank all the tang. Uh, by drank, I mean I spilled all of the tang powder all over the control panel, and the space station should be crashing sometime soon. Got it. Yeah. You're the one that did that. Like, I'm the one that got blamed. I got blamed for it and floated. Yeah. I'm, I'm just out here floating in space. I'm running a little on oxygen. I, like that gravity crazy. movie. Yeah. yeah. I heard, though, that they recruited you because of your mad, mad skills with the crane game. Is this true? Are you asking Miggy or myself? No, no you, you. Yeah. Miggy was Me? ranked number two in the world. They went with number one in the world. The Dead Eye Knight. Uh, anyone who's known me for a considerable amount of time knows that I am known for fine precision with my hands. Uh, I do calligraphy <laughs> as a hobby. Um, I am great at getting uh, like uh, things that get stuck in my finger out with tweezers. I just have great fine motor skills. And that goes into the, the light touch it takes to be a crane game expert. And that's why through uh, that's why I'm proud to announce that I will be leaving the GameZilla podcast and joining Space Force. <laughs> <laughs> you, you mean season two of Space Spark, right? No, no, I'll be. Wow. I, I'm the real deal. I'm. A, I'm about to be a captain in Space Force. Uh, oh boy, yeah. So pr- pretty excited to start my military career, guys. Well. Okay, well, anyways, welcome to episode 330 of Space Force Podcast, brought to you by Gamezilla <laughs> Media. Now, uh, welcome to the Gamezilla Podcast, guys, episode 330, your elite-free DLC for all your gaming news. And uh, before we get any further into the episode, we need to thank our patrons. Without the support of all of our patrons at patreon.com slash Gamezilla Media, uh, no one would be receiving the out-of-this-world banter you just received to start off this video game podcast. <laughs> Come on. Um, you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't be getting that if you didn't support us at patreon.com slash Media. It is the support, uh, the financial support of all of our patrons that allows us to do this show every week, as well as all the awesome shows available at GameZillaMedia.com, uh, including The Last Action Podcast, Legend of Retro, Noiseland, Arcade, and Noobs and Dragons. So start your patron today at just $1 per month, or you really want to go all in, you really want to get the full package. You want to get that $5 exclusive content level where you will have access to must or bust uh, our show where we let you know which games you should and should not buy each and every month, as well as all the other bonus shows available. Each show on the GameZilla Media Network will give you one bonus show per month as a $5 a month patron. 
So make sure you sign up for Patreon and launch off into the stars with GameZilla Media. I realized, honestly, I did something with my hand and it, it off cam, it kind of looks Nazi-ish. I'm sorry about that, everyone. That was supposed to be a rocket shooting off. Yeah, I, my arm was up. My arm was oh up, and I was like, nope, God. not a good look. This is not a good oh look. Sorry, guys. Sorry. sorry. We would like to thank our latest oh sponsor God. and previous sponsor at this point, Space Force. Um, <laughs> Man, welcome to the last the last episode ever of the Games of the yeah, Podcast. And uh, we would like to announce a brand new sponsor, Hailzilla. So that means this is my last. Does that mean this is my last episode on the show? <laughs> okay, we're gonna keep on moving here. But uh, thank you to our patrons. I have a feeling. I'm this real is sorry la- about that. I, I have a feeling this will be the last month that you're part of Patreon. But we do appreciate the months you've given us. Uh, we also want to remind you guys we are live on Twitch.tv slash Media every week Monday night, uh, seven thirty. 8, 8 o'clock uh, p.m. Eastern time is when we usually launch. And you can also catch this entire show. If you can't watch us live, you can catch it on YouTube. Just search Games Little Media. Hit that subscribe button and that notification bell where you can watch all sorts of great video content coming from Games Little Media. You can listen to these podcasts everywhere. Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, where, Apple Pod, wherever. Wherever you listen to podcasts. We're there. So just search GameZilla Media and find all the great shows that we're putting out every week. All right. I think I'm just going to pitch it right to Miggy. Not even give Deadeye an option this this week. It's time for the news. That's right. Get ready for the news. Okay. All right. You know what? Better than Deadeye. I like it. I've already <laughs> shamed us. I've already accidentally shamed this show greatly. So yeah. uh, I kept my arms down and didn't have my construction paper out. I think I might just some better. Hey, hey, it, they were paper towels. Get the story right. Uh, I'm going to kind of turn off my camera for the rest of the show. I was like, can you mute yourself too, please? No. Uh, but yeah, anyways, guys, anyways, guys, we got some news. Uh, the first topic is a, a very special piece that no one knows is happening right now except for me and i just want to uh i want everyone to prepare themselves because we are moving into the month of october it is one of the well not the it is the favorite month to one member here of the games little podcast and i figure this is the month that we need to make something become great again real become real Officially lock it in. So what I did oh, no, to excite for something that might be bad slash good. What I did just a few weeks ago was I acquired not one, not two, but three Xbox Series X's. Obviously, one is for me. The second one is for my wife, and the third one, if you go far enough back, you will remember it's for Butterboy, folks. Butterboy, but not in person as of right now. Butterboy, that's right. So if you don't remember, we made a deal with the good old Deadite that if we could acquire a Series X for him, he would then accept the fact that he would become Butterboy forever. Uh, So at that point, I said it's worth pre-ordering one and seeing who we can get on board to support this change in the universe that is all just holy and good 
in making sure that he can acquire what is rightfully his. What does that mean? That means I need your help uh, in, in potentially funding the system so that when it does launch and we deliver it to Deadite, who has never, remind you guys, never, short of the Switch, had a brand new generation system uh, day one. He's you always the Game Boy Advance. No, I don't. It's then, always then it's always been the hand me downs from me. Like here's a PS3, I got a PS4. Here's an Xbox OG, I got a 360. Like generally, that's how it goes for him. Even the PS4 he has was not launch, but it even came from us as a wedding gift because we're like, dear God, can we get this man onto a, onto a current gen? So we want to go out the gate. We want him to be Butter Boy. We need your help, and I'm going to talk talk more about it in my streams and in the discords and stuff like that and how you can how you can be a part of this. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to craft a whole page on the website, and anybody, anybody that participates in making this come real will forever be remembered as a supporter for one of the greatest... Just quests ever in the world because we're going to make sure that everybody's name is there and, uh, and and make sure that everybody understands who made this happen. So I've, I've never been so conflicted in wanting something to succeed and fail at the same time. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so it's like, I do not want to be called butter boy. I never have. Yeah. But it doesn't but. stop there guys. Also understand that. <laughs> There's profile pics that have to be selected. There's all these things that the people that, that participate will be able to help influence this new image that will be known forever as Butterboy. So rebranding. The rebranding. So, anyways, prepare yourselves. Get your piggy banks ready. Any any a dollar helps, guys. One dollar helps. So just get ready because we're gonna make this happen. I've already acquired the system. We're ready. We're ready to make it happen now. So that was the big news in the gaming industry this week. That's episode 330. Butter boy for life. Get, no, I'm just kidding. We have more to talk about. But but I did want to make sure that, that I talked about this. Because we're, we're, we're kind of setting up. We're, we're about a month. We got about a month, guys. A little bit more. We got about a month to get this all locked in so that... Mr. Deadite here can't can't find a, an escape route. I gotta I gotta find some way to live up my f what could potentially be my final month of being the Deadite Knight. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm very emotional right now. I'm, I'm <laughs> I guess I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm I'll try not to flail my hands around because we saw yeah. that ended poorly five minutes ago. <laughs> and if you want, <laughs> if you also just remember too, it's a perfect month to figure out what type maybe maybe giving a monetary gift to future deadite sorry future butter boy because we do have a birthday we do have a birthday boy coming up here so it's true i'm, yeah. I'm so. growing closer to death so we have an excuse we have an excuse as to why we're doing this even if he goes this is ridiculous and it's and, and i can't accept this gift it's too too much we'd be like right but it's your birthday right so we always we have that backup plan that he can't he can't escape true all right good i've thought it all out guys why do you think i had to saved it till today to talk about it i needed to be in october and get ready 
Yeah, you can't you... let him slide out of this. Can't let I him. don't like how strategic this got. I really thought <laughs> on the handshake deal. Because the original deal, like, let's rewind it real quick. The original deal was you're like, yeah, if I give you an Xbox One, I was like, nah. Like, you've been trying to give me an Xbox One for two years. <laughs> and you're like, oh, yeah, what about Series X? I was like, oh, okay, Series X. Shake on it. And we shook on it. I really should have thought about the ramifications a little bit more in that moment. You heard it. He <laughs> shook on it, folks. He should have thought about it. He also, I don't think, ever thought that telling us the story of how Butterboy even became to be would have took off the way it did. So, but that's for another day. Anyways, get ready. I'll get some more information posted, and we're gonna we're gonna get this thing funded and locked in, and and uh, start locking some things down. Yeah, I'm excited. Topic number one, Cyberpunk goes into crunch time. I thought there wasn't going to be any crunch. <laughs> exactly, Miggy. Um, Cyberpunk developer CD Projekt Red has told employees that six-day work weeks will be mandatory ahead of the game's November 19th. Uh, November 19th release date, even though the studio has repeatedly promised it would never do that again. Now, let me clear something up here because I've already seen it in chat twice and Deadites already talked about it. Yes, the game has indeed gone gold today, but um, I don't believe that that actually means this isn't happening right now. Like, they're, they're, they're gone gold in the sense that they're ready to deliver this, but there's still work being done on it. And this still happened. Um, if we read this article, it goes beyond just the fact of what they're doing right now. So... Um, basically on two separate occasions in 2019, the studio co-founder, uh, told journalists that, uh, how it was going to address crunch, uh, basically saying we want to be more humane and treat people with respect. It seemed pretty clear that the mandatory crunch was not going to be a part of the company. Uh, you can read more about this on The Verge is the article that we're pulling from, and we'll include all the links in our in our postings. But uh, it goes on to basically see an actual interview written out saying, like, no matter what, there will be no crunch. Uh, but what's been happening here since this news of this six-day work week is that... Uh, while we thought CD Projekt Red completely threw out crunch time out the window, the company was clear that employees would be able to, if if there was crunch time, it wouldn't be mandatory. They would be able to say no. And it would be, you know, just simply, you want some extra hours, you want to put in some extra work, and you want to try to maybe build yourself up into a promotion or something, here's the one way to do it. But last January, it was already starting to look like the company wasn't going to keep its promise to employees uh, Poly Polygon was referencing when asked whether the development team would be required to put in crunch time hours during an investor call in January, the CD Projekt Red CEO answered yes, suggesting it was somehow out of his hands. We try to limit crunch as much as possible, but it is we're in the final stage. Uh, we try to be reasonable in this regard, but yes, unfortunately, there will be crunch time. So we're already talking about this, but even... On top of that, emails obtained by Bloomberg, CD Projekt Red Studio um, head offered a similar excuse, suggesting that his company somehow has no alternative than to force employees to work harder to address the remaining bugs and glitches in the game, even though a CD Projekt Red employee told Bloomberg that some staff had already been working nights and weekends for more than a year. 
So, I don't care, honestly, as far as if you want to, like, mandatory is one thing. I don't care if you want to put the time in and you're you're invested in this project and you're passionate about it and you want to just make sure you get to the finish line. I get all that. But what I don't like is a company that blatantly sits there and just kind of lies to the public when things are going on in the background. And and because of it, we sit here and so many of us, myself included, have put CD Projekt Red on this pedestal of like everybody should be more like CD Projekt Red and treat their employees like like they do. When in reality, it's not like it's not true. It's not real. And so that's the part where I just I kind of feel a little um, well, I feel lied to, but also like they're not the perfect developer. They're not the, they're not the uh, you know, the 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 abnormality in the industry of like, oh, well, they care about their employees first and 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 really, really kind of break the rules and, and they're setting new guidelines and they're really shifting, shifting the industry in the direction that we want to see it shift to. But doesn't turn out that's the case. What do you guys think on this on this story so far? Um, I don't. Know. I I think. Uh, and initially, when I first uh, you know the the story came across uh, came across here, um, I was like, you know what? I I, I you know I I was cool because I work in the industry um, where they say you know that's that's one of the 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 perks that they say you know you work forty hours and the rest is yours. Um, but then there's times that come when they they don't say you got to do mandatory overtime, but we're going to need you to do mandatory overtime, you know, just because of that team aspect. But um, so I was thinking, OK, crunch time. We're getting close to release date. So, yeah, it will be expected to, like, you know, get that overtime and cram, polish it up as 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 good as it can be. Um, but when I continue to read the article and find out that this is that the crunch had been going on, like even when they were, you know, saying saying that, hey, you know, we, we're not doing crunch. I mean, that kind of stung a little bit. It, it stung a little bit because, um, you know, this company, you know, we place it on on high regards. Um, so it kind of feels um, like, you know, one, like one, you know, yeah, they they lie to us, and two, you just kind of feel for the people there, and um, you kind of wonder like, what pressure are they under? Like, if they say no, then you know what's going to happen. Like, there's a guy. And to relate this to it, we had a big project at my last job and there was one of the guys, he slept there for like 24 hours. He slept at the office. Um, and then there was another guy who um, uh, missed out. Uh, it was a weekend, missed out on his kid's birthday party um, to work on his big project. And um, I mean, you know, just think and I just think of that. And then to think about like how many of these people at that company, you know, had to go through it through through that and. Yeah, yeah, it kind of it kind of sucks. I mean, but there seems to be like it seems to be expectation now in games industry um, nowadays. Um, like you know, no one is exempt from crunch, um, but just be upfront about it. I mean, if you, if you're gonna have crunch, if you're gonna be working your your developers, your people, if you're gonna work them to death, just say it up front. And if you're gonna take care of them and compensate them for their times justly, then just you know, be upfront about it. Don't don't hide it from us. Don't lie to us because these things have a way of coming out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Things do not stay secret anymore. That I, yeah, I guess for me, <clears throat> I got a preface that was saying I'm not the most sympathetic person. Like, if you work a lot of hours and that's part of your job, like that sucks. And like, I'm not gonna get all bent out of shape about 
someone working long hours to design a game. It's not going to stop me from boycott. It's not going to cause me to boycott that company or something like that. But as the person who at times in periods of my life was the person because I was the lowest paid employee was always the person staying there until 10 o'clock at night working. I worked six to seven days a week because I was the person that was paid the least so that it was the most affordable to work me the longest hours. I missed out on a tremendous amount of things in my life that I wanted to do because I was working six to seven days a week. And so I feel for those people on a personal level, but you also but like, did that. Why? Though? But that's between them and their employer. Yeah. But why did you do that? Why did you put those hours in? Because you were, uh, pas- you wanted, you wanted that job. You wanted, I, you wanted, I knew what I, w- I knew what I was getting into when I signed up for the job. Like I signed up for that job and I knew you work long hours. Like that was part of it. Did I, did I grow resentful over time over the fact that it was just me doing it all the time and not other people that worked at this business? Yes. But at the same time, I did know getting into it. Like no one felt, I didn't expect anyone to feel bad for me. There was just conflict between me and the employer because again, I looked at everyone else around. I was like, well, when is someone else going to take their turn to, you know, to be that guy for a little bit. But at the same time, I did know what I was getting into when I signed up for it. You would also admit in this particular position though, that you were were doing work that wasn't even part of your job scope. They were manipulating you to utilize skill sets that you just simply yeah. had that didn't necessarily tie into your job. I did a lot. I did yeah. a lot at that job. So. But just like I understand that. And yours example is really good because from somebody that maybe is just getting an opportunity here at a developer that has a reputation like CD Projekt Red and you are asked to do some of these things. You don't say no if you believe that you want to move up in that company and you believe that, that this industry is your career. You ha- you believe that by saying no and by not by not being a team player, as people will say, um, that you will then miss out on opportunities for promotion for new up. Op- you know the next what 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 project after this game is going to come up and will you get an opportunity to be a part of it? You know things like that play a huge role. Now I will agree with. On Twitch is twitch.tv slash games on media chat. Johnny Riot pumping in saying people like to say crunch is normal, but it should never be in any field, let alone just the gaming industry that we're talking about. And that comes back to me from a company standpoint that understands how to leverage a skeleton crew or a, a, a work crew that is just not properly staffed that then they sit there and stretch and ring out every potential ability they can get out of out of employees to try to manage that that department that company whatever it is so i live in that right now and i understand the concept of a team that is treading water that is at their chin from drowning and but it but it gets but it gets displayed out to the bigger world the the management the the public and things like that of look at all the great things we're doing they don't see the struggle they don't understand the sacrifice they don't understand the the birthdays missed and the weekends that are gone and and you know and all these types of things that that you don't have and so i um i totally am against this. I, I believe that these companies need to start to understand that 
profit is important, but it, but it also goes in hand that main that longevity of success comes at the fact of keeping your workforce happy. And when you stress out and destroy your workforce, replenishing that workforce is becomes harder and harder because that negativity leaks out into the public like it is right now. And people go, nope, I don't want to go there. The, the high-end people go, nope, I don't want to go there, right? So then you're up grabbing all this new talent, which is fine, but untested. And then you're just repeating the process because you have this new talent that's like, I'll do anything you want because I remember those days. I remember the days working on a movie set and saying, I'll work 16 hours for nothing. Just put my name in the credits because I want to get into this industry. Like, I remember those days. And now I go, oh, you need my help? Cool. Here's my rate. Oh, that's you, you want to pay that? Cool. I'm out. Like, it's, I've, I've already been jaded. I've already, I've already matured and, and realized, hey, I'm not interested unless m- what, I, what I value my time as is, is matched or exceeded. And I just, I look at some of these companies that have struck, that were, that were strong, that were, that would produce um, products that people loved and now struggle time and time again and fumble and fumble and fumble and get bought up by another company just for their, just for their IPs and things like that. And we watch and that's like, I don't want to see that happen to CD Projekt Red. They like, we sit here and we talk about how profitable they are and how, how impressive they are. It's off of one game. Okay? So like they're they're like their buffer from falling into this problematic situation is in my opinion is very small. Cyberpunk could come out and be a disaster and CD Project Red would be in trouble. They don't have the longevity that some of these other companies have. And so I don't know. For me, I agree with Johnny Riot. It doesn't matter if you're in I don't care. Retail, game design, IT, engineering, I don't care. I think companies nowadays just need to realize that it takes more time, more effort, more resources, more everything because the things that we build are bigger, more, more have have thousands more features. There's just so much more going on in every aspect of everything. Look at a car for God's sakes. Go look at an 80s style, you know, Ford and go look at a new Ford and you tell me the computing side of that car, what happens in a brand new car versus something, you know, 20, 20, 30, 40 years ago. It's an, it's day and night. One is an actual machine. The other thing is a supercomputer with a machine attached to it. Like there's a reason why there needs to be more people making sure that things are as exact as possible versus taking that one guy and saying, well, you go put in 80 hours a week, 90 hours a week, 100 hours a week, and then all of a sudden we have a recall for a million cars because they all are exploding because someone just burnt out and missed something in some coding of some communication that travels between one wire that also has thousand other communications going through it. It's that type of shit that I'm tired of, you know? And I think these people at, at CD Projekt Red are, I'm sure if they weren't afraid, they'd come out and say, we've been working on this game. We've delayed it three times. And, you know, like this is just, it's getting ridiculous. Question for you. 
Um, and it kind of goes along with what Johnny uh, Rye was saying. I guess I'll address him first. Uh, uh, Cyberpunk didn't need a comic and an anime and a huge toy and collectible line. <laughs> if they didn't know how to leverage talent to not have to lie about crunch, it got too big for its britches. Mm-hmm. Do you think that they bit off you know, more than they could chew? I mean, because the bar they had already set the bar high with The Witcher 3, um, and they tried to raise that bar a little higher with this game. Um, do you think that, that could be the cause for... You know, what they're experiencing now i mean that's that's part of it and you can't control that entirely right because they didn't necessarily expect witcher 3 to do what it did and so then when they went but at the same time when a company ends up ha- that happening they have to you have to believe that your next announcement is very important like they knew people would would be paying attention right it's not like oh yeah they did witcher 3 um, they got lucky. We're not going to look at what they bring next. No, everybody was waiting because now they're like, dude, imagine what they're going to do next. Now that they're now that they, you know, they got it figured out. They 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 broke the code. They they understand uh, what us gamers want, you know. And so, I mean, biting off more than you can chew. Absolutely, we've seen companies do it time and time again in the gaming industry. So, I wouldn't. I, cyberpunk is is i mean we've talked about this it's the game that's like literally the hype level of this game i can't really think of another game other than like when we thought about like breath of the wild right something like that that was just so far you know removed from what we were used to with zelda and how it was going to how amazing it looked and and the possibilities and all this stuff i remember that being a big deal but that's also zelda you know, like that's also Nintendo. We're talking about a company that's like, all right, our let's go look at our history of games and and, our, and the popularity of our company. And it's just Witcher Three is where it really took off. And now Cyberpunk needs to be that. I look at this more of like a. Here was my first project. This is my sophomore project, and and we all know how that can go sideways sometimes. We've seen it where the sophomore project does not live up to what to the 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 little bit of luck and the little bit of things that happened with their first project, you know? And, um, I don't want, I don't, I don't think we're in that boat where it's, where uh, cyberpunk is going to be a disaster, but you have to start to worry when you're like announcing gold, but then just several days before that you're talking, Oh, well we need six days a week to clean up glitches and, and bugs and stuff. It's like, wait a minute. We've had, you had three delays. And each delay was, well, we need our play our play testers to have more time to find the bugs and, and for us to fix them. And yet here we are still officially you know, announcing crunch time a month before launch. So I don't know. I just, yeah, I agree with Johnny Riot. I agree with the fact that, but at the same time, when sometimes the, mo- the momentum, you can't get out of the way of, right? And that's so that's the thing. I mean, when you talk about the toy line and the anime and stuff like that, the teams that are working on that aren't game developed. Like you're not losing your developing side of your company to those projects because you're bringing in outside sources. You might have some like art assets that are, you know, people that are doing like art building that are that are uh, collaborating. But your designers and your testers and all that type of stuff, they're still focused on the game. And yet we're still in the Mm -hmm. same boat. So I don't know. So, so I'm, I'm sorry. I know we got to move on, but um, the last thing I know you've always, uh, well, you're you're not a big proponent of speaking with your wallet. Like I feel like this is like in one of the um, like the the 
crazy instances like you say well if you don't like you know well what's going on like how they uh you know treat how they basically lie to us you know speak with your wallet don't buy the game but like it's kind of hard to agree with that in this sense because you've got the people that are that have been made to work, you know, to, to put in that crunch, not put in the extra time and say, and this, this is going to happen. But if this game were to become a failure, I feel like that, that would be like a, 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 a spit in the face or a kick to the pride. You know, it would just hurt the developers, the QAs, the, the, um, you know, the business part, like everybody that worked on that, um, I think it would just be a big defeat for them. I mean, even though the business is going to reap the benefits of their developers and everybody else's work, it 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 would suck. So, I don't disagree with you there, but at the same time, if 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 the answer is buy the game for the for the for the people, and not yeah. for the company, the company still benefits and produces and goes cool. Mm-hmm. Well, we're gonna nothing changes in the industry. Exactly. So think about Star Wars Battlefront 2. Right? And 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 the outcry because of what the choices that the that the management and the upper upper level people chose they were going to do with that game and look at the outcry to the point where where because so many people were mad and so many people stood their ground that Disney calls called Electronic Art and said, "Fix this, or we're taking your license away." Right? Guess what? Game still got made. Star Wars Battlefront Two. Guess who? You know, like I, I, I'm I'm assuming EA uh, uh, Dice still exists. Yup. And I'm assuming these people that that worked on it still have a portfolio. Yup. I can't agree on the fact that yes, I feel bad for employees, but bottom line is they received a paycheck. And they still have a portfolio. And if they and if they're a true entrepreneur and and believe that they're going to leave CD Projekt Red or whatever and go work for someone else, they should believe in their work, not in the fact that that the game was handled piss poorly by a company and it was a failure um, through through just revenue force uh, sources. Because again, Johnny Riot being very active in the chat right now said. Um, it'll be a success, but a true commercial success that'll hit lofty goals, that'll be tough. And that'll be tough because of how much money was spent on this game. When you look at cost versus, versus you know, profit, that's that's the thing, is that because you bought you made an anime, and because you made toys, and because you have a game, and because you did all these things, you have to sell more copies. You have to be a bigger commercial success in order to really be truly like, Yep, this went the way we wanted it to go, um, or exceeded our goals, whatever. So I don't know. I if think you're, if you're a game with a blockbuster budget and yeah. blockbuster production, you have to deliver and be a blockbuster to make that money back. Yeah, exactly. And so you have to look at management, upper management and stuff from from that decision making and say, yeah, you know what? We need an anime right away and we need a toy line right away and we need special Xboxes right away and we need all these things right away with the game instead of letting the game launch and maybe trickling it in over time, right? Over 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 the a year's worth of of Cyberpunk 2077 allowing that to build instead of just say it has to be all done out the gate because that's yeah you're you're right that's when you are building that commercial success those commercial expectations to be so high that it becomes harder and harder to hit and 
but but back to your original question of the individuals, the designers and, and testers and all that stuff, like if you're working at CD Projekt Red, you already have you you already have a portfolio that's impressive because CD Projekt Red doesn't just necessarily hire anybody. Okay, you're not you're not working for Gamesville Media in in Grim the Dino's garage trying to build our first video game. You're working for the company that literally released Witcher Three, a game of the year game, and 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 has the the biggest hyped game in the world. They're going to be bringing in people that they believe can do what they need them to do. Those people will find work elsewhere. And um, I don't think I think. If this is as bad as it re- as it looks, and and more information comes out, and it gets worse, and the release comes out, and it's buggy, and we have a bunch of problems, then I would rather see industry change than a individual be have have like a safety net put between them. I you know I don't know because again they're getting you know they're getting their paycheck, so they they to a point they knew what they're signing up for and. And currently they know what they're getting into. And if it's too much, then they need to also say it's too much. I'm going to walk away. That's okay too. As scary as it might be, it's okay to walk away. If it's too much for you as an individual that, ha- that we don't know what's going on with your life. Oh, you have to work weekends and you have to work six days a week and your significant other has cancer and you can't juggle it. It's time to walk away. What's more important to you? A video game? Or spending time with someone that, you know, maybe have limited time left on this earth or has to go through the scariest, one of the scariest things in their life. Like, yep, I'm going to walk away from my gaming company. I'm going to take care of what I need to take care of. And then I'm going to use my portfolio that got me in the door at CD Projekt Red to get me in somewhere else when the time comes. So. All right. That's topic number one. Um. Uh, Super Lars in the chat says the takeaway from all of this in, in this topic is that Grim is building a video game company in his garage. <laughs> no, it's in his attic. <laughs> no, I wouldn't let anybody work in my attic. They might have it gets way too hot up there. Okay, sweat might be asbestos is tasty. That too. Mm. That too. That too. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've seen other devs teams crack from pressure. Some great ones. Exactly. That's from Johnny Raya. And we've seen some go off and leave their leadership behind to start their own. That's the other thing. This group that's about to make something that I do believe is going to be a very impressive game could literally just leave and become another company. We've seen that with, I mean, look at respawn. We all really enjoy respawn right now. Respawn was created by a group of people that left another company that just wasn't, they just weren't satisfied. We've seen it time and time again. So you're, you're right. You're right. And that's, and from a, from a management side of things, that's when you got to look down and say, I want to retain my talent. I need to keep them happy. They need to be paid right. They need to be work. They they have to have a work-life balance. Like there has to be things in place to understand what your employees want. And if there isn't, then you're in trouble already. All right. Topic number two. This is an interesting one, too. Peter Parker is being altered in the Spider-Man remaster for the PS5. So if you haven't heard this yet, uh, obviously there's a Spider-Man remaster coming out for PS5. You know, it's going to have a lot of cool features. It looks really cool. 
obviously, yes, the Miles Morales edition is also coming out. There's an extension, little side story piece going on. Not a full-fledged game, but also not just DLC. Um, Sony has revealed that Spider-Man Remastered will have one major change from the original. The character model for Peter Parker will be completely different. The interesting part about this is that he will um, closely resemble uh, Tom Holland, who currently portrays the, uh, Spider-Man in the movies. Insomniac Games says that the change is because the new face model, Ben Jordan, is a better match for Peter Parker slash Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man's voice actor, Yuri. Uh, is it uh, Lowenthal? And it's a better match for him for Yori's facial capture. But given the huge popularity of Holland's portrayal of Spidey's superhero, the change sure does seem a little suspicious. So I was when I first started reading about this, I was like, wait a minute. You're literally redesigning Peter Parker in this remaster and you're and and the and the whole point is that the new face model is a better match for the facial capture of the voice actor. Hmm. And I got, I was like, what the hell does that even necessarily mean, right? Um, now, this is coming from The Verge, and again, you can read this article, and they have, they have images and everything next to each other, side by side, to show you OG PS4 version versus the new Pete. And, but, but they do go on to say that they'd like to state, and no, for no particular reason... Not at all that Sony may or may not, um, you know, own Insomniac Games now. And also, uh, well, that's banned. We're banned now. And also own the film's rights to Spider-Man. Just want to point that out there. If your memory of PS4 version of the game is a bit fuzzy, then there, like I said, there's a tweet of the original versus the, the new P, and sure enough, it goes from what I was used to seeing when I played this game to what seems to be Tom Holland uh, just sitting there, clear as day, as, as the new Pete, uh, the new Peter Parker. So, I don't know. Then they show a picture of Yuri, and I don't necessarily understand. But I'm also not uh, a a you know a virtual captured spe 3D specialist like I'm not. But uh, Yuri has even come out and said, "Guys, it's my face's fault. The stupid bones in my face. Blame my bones. Blah blah blah." Right? Wait in on it. Um, it's it's. I'm not a faceologist, as Superlar says. I'm not, but <laughs> exactly. Never with that attitude. Yeah, but in a so there. But anyways, um, the creative director of Insomniac came in and, and basically said this. This is, and I want to read this, and then we can kind of get into a discussion about it. Today's news about the new Peter Parker face model has surprised some of you, and we at Insomniac totally understand your reaction. Heck, it even took me a while to get used to Peter's new look. But as we discussed the franchise's future and moving to the PS5, it quickly became apparent that delivering even more believable-looking believable characters made finding a better facial match for, for actor Yuri, um, who we all love as Peter, a necessity. We care as much about this character 
as your attachment to him, so please know we didn't make this decision change lightly as we did throughout the development of Marvel's Superman. Um, sorry, Marvel's Marvel Superman, Marvel's Spider-Man. Oh, wow. We'll continue to read your comments, listen, and always looking for ways to improve every facet of the game. At the same time, I hope you can trust us that this decision is what we feel is best for the future of the franchise and our upcoming goals of this beloved Marvel character. I just it's so hard for me to not sit here and say that is complete bullshit because it's Tom Holland. It it is Tom Holland. Like you did this so that the movie and the game have, have, have this inner inner connection so that we just subliminal subliminally, I can't even say the word like make this connection. And, and that's, and Sony just had to have it. It had to be done. Sony said it has to be done. Like I don't, I don't care that much about the change in all honesty as far as, like, you do what you want to your video game. It's your video game. But I just don't like the bullshit answer that, even if that's the case, because they're blaming next-gen technology, too. They're like, well, in order to leverage the PS5 and truly, truly utilize some of the new assets that we have on the PS5, we needed to do this. We needed to make them look just like Tom Holland. Yuri doesn't look like Tom Holland, guys. I'm going to be honest with you. Go look Go look at the photos. He doesn't look like Tom Holland, okay? So, so again, I call bullshit. Just come out and say that Tom is, our, is the current Spider-Man and he's been doing an amazing job and we just thought it, that they needed to be similar. That answer to me, I would have been like, well, you know what? It's your project, okay. But when you sit here and say dumb shit like this, I just simply look at it and go, no. No, that that's just not that just doesn't make any sense. And now you just look like you're lying to me. And that's what bothers me. What do you guys hi, think? Hi, hi um, you know, uh, speaking through my representative, uh, speaking through my representative from 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 PlayStation, um uh the truth is we just got off the call with um with Square Enix and um um they 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 wanted a model for the upcoming on spider-man game <laughs> so we just decided to uh to just ice you know just let them have the original peter parker model um you're gonna oh, see him God. In, the, in the in the dlc and we decided to create a new model i mean we figured you know next gen best opportunity to uh to, to roll this out so yeah yeah you're, don't worry you're gonna see him again but it's going to be in the avengers dlc thank you dead eye what do you think I just don't care at all. Like, <laughs> like you're right. Like there was like too much explanation. It just be like, yeah, we made them look different. Here you go. Like there need there didn't even need to be explanation of why. You could just be like, here's the remake. We made Peter look different, and then people are like, why? And then people and then Insomniac can be like, shut up and just play it. Like, <laughs> like why is why is there like why do there have to be like a press a press like presser put out to be like. Well, we want to leverage the power of the PlayStation 5. It's like, no, idiot. We just changed the way he looks and deal with it. And then you can look and go, oh, yeah, he looks more like Tom Holland. I get it. Like, anyone whose brain has activity going on in a sense of reason could do what anyone did when looks more like Tom Holland now. All right. Or maybe you've been living under a rock and you just found this article and you're like i don't even know who tom holland is who is this new spider-man the old one looked more like andrew garfield i don't understand (laughs) so honestly i it's great we're talking about this it's such a stupid 
thing that people are even talking about. Like it, we need to talk about this because it's insanity that it's even like a thing that <laughs> that happened. But like, why? Why? Yeah, if I was them, I just would have rolled it out. You know, I yeah. mean, you'd have been playing, and then uh, one day you'd have just got to update. You know, you'd have been mid game. You 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 put it down. Then you go back to pick it up the next day. You you reload it up. There's an update, and then cutscene, new face. There would have been no explanation, no new story. Just bam, update. I I, I got <laughs> I got one on you. For, first off, two two thoughts. One is when they like move games from one generation to another. The models almost always get changed or freshened up or cleaned up to look better. No, that's but, a normal thing. But they literally hired a new face <laughs> model and recaptured the game. Yeah, that's fine. They, that's they not don't, how they, they don't do it. That's not how they normally do it. What they normally do is they just go, okay, now it's 60 frames per second. Now it's 4K and we just up converted it. They, they're actually like recreating aspects of the game. Cause it's a true remaster. It's not so it's, they didn't just throw some, <laughs> some extra lighting effects on it. They, they really, they're making it worth the money. If I were insomniac, I would have went with the winter route of the big bad Beetleborgs and like, Oh yeah. You know what? In that show, they recast the girl Beetleborg in between two seasons. They're like, Oh, there's a magic spell put on her. She looks different to, to, Everyone, to oh, you guys, but she looks the same that. to everyone else. I like they could have just, just said something like that. <laughs> Give me some. And I, even as a kid, I thought that was stupid. So this is also stupid. Yeah, it, it's stupid <laughs> enough that that the other side of this, the other side of this is um is just ridiculous. And that is so. This is a tweet that this is how I first started to kind of come across what was happening. A tweet from the creative director at Insomniac to our Spidey fans. I totally appreciate your passion, but sending me threatening notes that you will hunt hunt me down and we will find you, you fix this now, isn't cool. With what's happening in today's world, let's be a force for good and be respectful of each other. Thank you. And, uh, yeah. So, you know, and, you, and you're seeing people respond like Cliff uh, Blazinski, who said, sadly, this does not surprise me one bit. You know, you're, we're seeing these top tier people being like, welcome, welcome to my world where things like this have happened when, when, when me, the creative director, me, the artist, me, the whatever, decided to make an adjustment on my project. You know, like, it's as simple as that. Who the fuck? Fuck actually cares what Spider-Man looks like. You're all playing the Avengers by Square Enix and they all look like fucking Play-Doh buttholes. Like, they're all <laughs> stupid looking. And you, I don't hear any of you being like, well, fuck this game. They all look dumb. Like, who cares? Who actually cares? I care because you just, Sony just needs to say, Tom Holland is the face of Spider-Man right now, so he needs to be the face of our video game. Just fucking. They can't say that. Just say they it. can't say that because then they have to pay Tom. Then they'd have to pay him. Tom's going to sue their... You see this picture? Tom's going to sue their ass if they don't pay him. (laughs) No, no way. No way. Tom's Tom's a nice boy. He has plenty of money. He's not suing anyone. Tom's going to look at this and be like, if you guys are serious, where's my cut? Yeah. Got to wet Tommy's beak a little bit. This is dumb. (laughs) This is just dumb. And if people threatening, like, you better fix this, like... That that is the point where there should be a team for Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo that when you post threatening things to a dev, 
in in regards to things that are so stupid there should be a repo team that goes to your house and takes away your video game yeah and it's like yeah sorry nerd i guess you don't i guess you don't get to play this anymore because you're an idiot like like do you realize that the person you are attacking if it wasn't for them potentially you wouldn't even have a spider-man game to play you understand that right like like my my favorite response to that to that tweet was right near the top and it was it literally was just these two women like pointing at the camera and underneath it it says don't do meth not even once like that's literally what it said because you attacking someone over this has to be the dumbest thing i've ever seen considering the design of peter parker for this game was created for this game it's not like it's not like it's an iconic image that they've, that we've had for 60 years for Spider-Man and now we're changing it. Like it's not right. It, like, what are you doing? What, what exactly are you doing? <sighs> Dude, I love that old model for the three years we had it and now it's being taken away from me and I can't, it's 2020. We've lost enough this year, Graham. We've lost a damn enough. And now we're losing old Peter Parker. What if they had to use crunch? <laughs> Why do they have to go into crunch time in order to redesign that face? Uh, I'd like to move on. Yeah, we'll yeah, we off. probably should, but... <laughs> this is um, making my brain hurt. Obviously, other aspects of the game, near instant loading, we're going to be seeing 3D audio, frame rate increasements, feedback for adapt- uh, adaptive triggers, all that type of stuff is being added to this game, so... Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see what it's all about when, uh, when November 12th hits, but for the love of God, people calm down. And for Sony and, and Insomniac, just just Insomniac, get the permission from Sony to let, to be able to tell the public that Sony came into your offices and said, make it look like Tom or you're never making another Spider-Man game ever again. And we'll all move on with our lives. Like it's as simple as that. Like we all know this was a this was a meeting that happened between these two companies, one of which is owned by Sony, and they basically said it makes sense for our product to just be similar across the board instead of having this one random Peter Parker that makes no sense out here. And I'd be like, "Yeah, it does." Anyways, Topic number three. <laughs> Whatever this, one, this is, I'm going to angrily start tweeting at people about it. You probably should. Probably Sony, actually, would be the one to angrily start tweeting at. Uh, Xbox Series X is everywhere. All of a sudden. I'm already angry. All of a sudden, it's everywhere, unlike the PS5. Um, now, mind you, before people start sending me hate tweets and everything like that, okay, this is a this is an article from Forbes, and I'm just reading it. Okay, I'm not I'm not saying that PS5 is doomed or anything. I'm just I'm just reading this and trying to explain to you that from a social media standpoint, Microsoft is just bombarding the entire social network right now. <clears throat> All right, so this article reads, when you go to my Twitter timeline right now, you see a ton of Microsoft Series Xbox Series X. People are talking about load times, AI-assisted H- HDR, performance increases, all the good stuff Microsoft wants in the air right before launch. The reasoning is pretty simple, and it's not just because the entire conversation shifted overnight to focus exclusively on Microsoft's console over the PS5. It's because Microsoft has been sending people a ton of consoles, and they're talking about them. Straightforward. That's it. 
We're now on what appears to be the second round of a preview program that has seen Microsoft sending out consoles to a ton of people across the industry. Influencers, journalists who naturally take to social media to talk about what they're seeing with their shiny new toys. It's a smart move, especially considering the fact that both these consoles are going to lean more heavily on upgrades to older games than new flashy exclusives at the beginning. It's a slightly more complicated argument than usual, and it's one that the manufacturers could use some help making. We discussed this weeks ago when we said, how the hell are one of these companies going to prove to us which box to buy? Because a lot of the upgrades are hard to sit there and show you through an ad. So what did Microsoft do? They said, hey, like, I can't believe, like, I'm reading this guy's article, but I go on to my feed and I cannot believe how many people have an Xbox Series X right now. I mean, I'm talking people that have a thousand followers on Twitter has an Xbox One X. A thousand. Like, I expect these, you know, these journalists and these companies like IGN and them to have Xbox Series X. But this dude that I've never heard of before is like, hey, here's my Xbox Series X. Check it out. Here's some videos. Here's what's going on. Like, Microsoft is just flooding this social network completely with this. So, Sony, on the other hand, has been more more reserved. Well, we're seeing firsthand on videos from Japanese YouTubers now, and they're showing off a lot of the same things and are, uh, that, are, that are being praised by the Xbox Series X. But there's a difference between flooding social media with preview units and a single limited event, and it's mostly one of scale by giving out so many consoles. Microsoft ensures it has a prominent place in social media in these weeks before launch. Sony had too many advantages to count last generation. Price probably being chief among all of them. Followed by not making a complete mess of their reveal. One other thing, however, didn't hurt. At the beginning of the last generation, Sony was pretty liberal with the PS4 review units, and a lot of journalists defaulted to playing most multi-platform games on those consoles. A similar strategy could be even more important this time around due to the rise of streamers and other influencers which hold tremendous sway over their audience buying choices. At the end of the day, both of these companies are trying to sell tens of millions of units. The relative cost of sending out a few thousand in these early moments just seems worth it. So long as the UI and all the other details are ready for players to have unencumbered access to it, Xbox still faces an uphill battle, but so far, it's making all the right moves. That was uh, Dave Thier. And uh, from Forbes. And again, these are all these articles, guys, that we referenced. They're all in our notes within the uh, post of the show every week. So I 1000% agree with Dave. This is genius. This is what Microsoft needed to do. Sony needs to honestly react right now and get caught up because it's important um, to, for, for this to happen. I am seeing so much cool stuff about the Series X right now that it's honestly made me forget a lot about the PS5. Because I'm just, every time I look, I'm being just smacked in the face with Xbox News. Miggy, what do you think? I think my body is ready. Like, I think it's an awesome move. Um, Microsoft has worked. It's, it's funny. For Microsoft not really to care 
where you play and where you experience their games in the Xbox network, they're doing a great job at getting in in front of people, getting in in people's hands, um, you know, letting people experience the, um, the, the power behind the Xbox. And meanwhile, I think Sony, I think Sony is really coasting just on their name, to be honest. I mean, they, they, they've been top dog for so long, you know, I think they're just trying to coast. Um, but I think they're putting a little work this, um, this generation, um, going into going, you know, going, uh, with Microsoft becoming like a, a competitor. Um, what I, yeah. What I think based off of what I've seen through my feed, how it's working mm-hmm. is that I see a lot of people talk about PS five, but what they're doing is they're like the system after 90 minutes is still cool. And this and that, and the controller and this and that. And, but when you read it all, they're literally just referencing that Japanese event that happened and everybody's sharing the same photos and the same data. And they're just regurgitating it. Then I go look at Xbox Series X news and every single post is unique because every one of those people have an Xbox. They're creating their mm-hmm. own content about it. And yep. that's the difference. That I, what do you think? My biggest complaint this entire time, very specifically at Sony, but there's been times I've made the same complaint about Microsoft is we don't know enough about what these systems even do other than play nice looking games. So Xbox is being out in the wild, getting unique perspectives of their hands-on experience. That is the best way for us to actually know what these things do, how they feel, and what they're capable of. Not press releases from the companies. I don't don't care about that at all. Mm -hmm. That's all propaganda to just sell stuff. Put this in the hand of influencers and people that we trust for opinions every single week of the year yep. and let them tell us about it because yep. I, because I don't, I don't care what anyone who's an employee of one of the two companies says. Yep. And uh, just- I want to know what actual gamers are thinking of these systems and Xbox is doing that. And Sony is not. And that can still continues to put concern in my mind of like, what's really going on with the PlayStation five. Yeah. And Johnny Riot finally makes his first statement on Twitch that I do not agree with. Retailers have already delayed PS5 orders into 2021. Some retailers are still popping up Series X pre-orders with no talks of delays. I don't think social media really matters for them yet. That is 10... That is, I disagree with that fully. First of all, the delays are real. You're right. PS5 delays... Xbox not having delays and, and pre-orders popping up to me just tells me that maybe there's a production line shift. Okay. It doesn't mean that, that the pre-orders aren't as, aren't as good or whatever. To me, it tells me that maybe Microsoft is doing a better job at making systems or, or at least guaranteeing systems to these retailers that so and Sony's not what, what I don't agree with you is that social media always matters always because right now you are giving Microsoft free exposure without any competition and be it that your system is not available date at launch or not you need to show people why those people sorry those people that are on the fence those people that want to make a choice based off of information in front of them not the fanboys not you know not not those but the people that are like i don't know where i want to play games they need to find they're going to be deciding right now And if Xbox is on the shelf day one and PS5 isn't, Microsoft is doing everything they should be doing to then make those people go, you know what? PS5 is not available. I think I am going to go Xbox. Versus Sony being out there and being like, 
that same person going, well, you know what? I still like what Sony's offering and their production. Maybe it's not available day one. I'm going to wait. Like, that's the, that's the power right now. Social media and influencers and streamers and content creators is a world that people, that these companies, I mean, Microsoft seems to be showing that they understand it a little bit better. Um, but Sony and, and Microsoft don't truly understand 100% yet. I don't, I don't believe because, again, last generation, this wasn't a concern. Last generation, we sat there and watched E3, and we made our choice off of a reveal, and we made our choice off of off of first-party direct presentations. This time around, we're we're gathering more information from random random journalists from random groups that have an Xbox in their hand. They're saying, "Dude, uh, Red Dead Redemption boots up in 20 seconds on my Series X. It takes two minutes on my Xbox One X." Direct numbers. Destiny 2 boots up in 29 seconds. Takes two minutes on my Xbox One X. They're just dropping it. Oh, here's a video. You want to watch it happen? Cool. Here it is. Split screen video of the two that I made myself. There's none of this bullshit that's like, oh, well, that looks cool. And then, you know, it came from it came directly from Microsoft. And then we get the get the system and it doesn't do that. This is actually happening in the wild right now, a month before the system comes out, creating hype. Hype, publicity, all that stuff matters. That, that, that's building, it's, it's building infrastructure and community before you can even get your hands on the system. And I'm not saying this is hurt. Oh, he says, I mean, as far so Johnny says, I mean, as far as sales at launch, it doesn't hurt Sony, but it helps Microsoft. Microsoft has to sell people on the console right now because they don't have the games to sell at launch. Either does PlayStation. They both they both have to sell their systems on performance. I, I I don't care what PlayStation fanboy tells me. Neither system has rock solid launch system. Okay, neither one does. I I don't I just do not agree with anybody that tells me either system has an amazing launch window. So I'd actually say they're both quite weak. They're weak. I think they're very weak launches, which is fine. It, we, it's fine that you need to sell like like this article just said you need to sell on on actual just services and and abilities that this system is going to provide that that the previous system didn't and we're going to be talking about load times we're going to be talking about um uh oh my god why did my mind just go blank um a quick resume and things like that. And we're going to be talking about all this type of stuff that's going to improve the games that you currently play and love and then are going to obviously just be amazing with this next generation of games that will follow in the first quarter, the first year, the first couple of years, whatever, whatever the window is for the games that you care about. So, I mean, it is, it is something that is truly important, but... I think Sony's underplaying it. I think Sony. I don't. Don't tell me that that Microsoft can send out a few thousand systems and so and Sony can't. I don't. I that, don't tell me that, because that because that right there means Sony already has a already has a problem. Like influencers seem more important to Microsoft than they do to Sony right now. That's what that's what I'm being shown by what's happening right now. And and I am now more excited for my Series X than I am my PS5. And I will tell you that after the last wave of first party directs and, and presentations that we saw, I didn't care about either one. I was going to buy them still because I am who I am and I buy video game systems, but I just didn't care. And now I and now 
because Microsoft's like, all right, let's just get this stuff out into the public and let them show people why there's what the difference is. I was like, that's cool. That's cool. We got people like Super Lars who sends me a new video every day. Like, dude, did you see this? Dude, did you see this? And it's all Xbox related. Not because he's an Xbox fan. He's getting the PS5 too. But it's because it's just being just thrown at us in every direction. You know, um, influencers mean so much to the company that killed Mixer is what Johnny Riot said, rip. I came from Mixer. Mixer didn't have any influencers. I hate to break it to you. They paid, they paid millions of dollars for Shroud and Ninja and never utilized them. They weren't, and then, and clearly didn't influence many people to come on over to Mixer. And then they had a bunch of us that sat there and enjoyed playing video games with other gamers. That was really, it was a society of gamers playing with gamers. That's all it was. Like, influencers, Mixer never really had it. That's a whole nother argument to have, but I was there and utilized the platform and I liked the platform, but to sit there and say that, uh, you know, Microsoft made the right call. I hate to break it to you. It may have crushed all of our souls and it may have made a lot of people mad and it may have thrown out some full-time content creators to the curb that had to figure out some things, but Microsoft realized this is never going to work and got out. Good for them. Then you're never going to make friends when you close doors. I hate to break it to you. But before we go too sideways on that, Xbox doing a fantastic job here. I really like this article. I really agree with it. Sony needs to do more. Um, you know, it's not every single PlayStation 5 is going to sell. That's not the point I'm making. The point I'm making is right now is a, is a, is a very important time to set up the early lifespan of your system. Sony will come out with their gods, God of War, their Spider-Mans, their, their Uncharted's, their, their last of what, all their first parties. They'll come out with all that and they'll do just fine and they'll sell systems. I just don't want to see just a big opportunity miss that really is simple to take care of. It, it, it's to me, it almost looks like a company not reading society right now and how people consume information to make educated decisions. That's what bothers me. You're right. Yeah. Oh, uh, let's see. What does Super Lars have to say here, though? To be fair, if you look at social channels, PS brand versus Xbox brand, the PS brands have three to five times the amount of followers. Every survey that is out there shows about 30 to 50% more demand for PS5. Microsoft needs to do more. Sony shouldn't be sleeping on this, though, because the tide can turn. Microsoft is making the right moves, getting, uh, getting all the buzz right now. Yeah, I don't care about what their numbers are. Okay, we just got done talking about how Goliaths can fall and be stupid and make poor decisions. So I really do not care that they have more followers. They should have more followers because they've sold more systems in the previous generation and generations before that. So like that's that's the, the most obvious statement ever in the sense that, hey, we have 120 million systems and Xbox has uh, 50 million systems. We better have more followers because if you don't, then you're doing something really wrong. But the whole point that we're making right now is that no matter your follower count, I don't care. 
Because if you have more followers, guess what putting a few thousand systems out into the market will do? It'll get you more exposure than everybody else because you got more followers. It's fucking common sense. <laughs> Anyways, good job, Microsoft. I like it. You're showing me why that box actually matters. I like it. And you're showing me through people that I actually consider peers. That's, that's the difference. And, and another tiny, tiny bit of a uh, nail, nail in the coffin. Um, oh, I heard, um, I have to find the source and I'll place it in the, uh, in the discord, but, um, they're losing a lot of the, uh, the, the Jap Sony is losing a lot of the, uh, the Japanese, uh, uh, games, the JRPGs because of their censorship. Um, so Nintendo is picking up on those games and Microsoft is picking up on those games where they would automatically have landed on PlayStation. I mean, we see shifts, you know, all the time and, and this is definitely feels like one, I'm not saying again, everybody that, you know, wants to jump at it and say, well, it's not going to affect Sony. I'm like, I'm not saying it is. I'm not saying day one, Sony's dead in the water. Like there's no way, but you have to still call people out when they're, when, when you believe they're making a mistake and, and they're missing an opportunity. And that's what's happening right now. And in the end, in a few years, when we do have numbers and maybe there is a lead for, for a different company, maybe not even Microsoft, but for a different company, then you have to look back and say, well, you know, you could have came out of the gate a little more aggressive. Might have helped you. But, you know, time will tell. For now, good job, Microsoft. All right, that's been our attack on the news. For these topics and much more, please visit GameZillaMedia.com and continue the conversation in the Discord. We have the channel in the Discord for GameZilla Podcast as well as a PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo channel. So feel free to keep that conversation rolling in the Discord. Um, that's where we hang out every week when we're not doing the show. Uh, let's do a quick must or mustard. Why do I keep doing mustard bust? That was, I did that last week too. Let's do a quick gaming moment of the week that I, what do you got for the gaming moment of the week? Mario 35. Ooh, you played now, it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's fun. Uh, running right, stepping on turtles. You're trying to survive. Um, I, I probably played it for a half hour. It's not like I went wild on it this week, but I, I thought it was a fun experience. I enjoyed the game. And I like that it's still, just like we said it about Tetris 99, it's an inventive new way to play a classic. And if you like Mario, you're going to like this. It's at least worth a try. I, I, I enjoyed it, and I look forward to playing it more in the future. Nice. Mickey? Uh, mine is, uh, has got to be uh, Among Us, uh, played with the, games of, with the games of the community. And I just want to say that I hate you all. I don't trust any of you all anymore um so yeah 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 truths were revealed and yeah yeah like for instance for instance um let's let, let's say um um who is it escape escape i believe it was escape soul um who should remain nameless uh you know just you know got tired of seeing me die you know seeing me get killed so he said hey hey how about we partner up and uh i watch your back while we're uh while we're going through you know while we're going through uh the uh you know, doing your objectives. So I said, okay, cool. So he's following me around and I'm doing my objectives. And first thing first, the lights go out. I'm like, oh, okay. All right, great. Well, I got somebody watching my back. Then he was white. Next thing I know, I see this, I see the pink, I see pink 
come in there like through my light, and then you see the kill animations. <laughs> come to find out, white and pink, which was Escape Soul, was one of them. Uh, we're the imposters. So he set me up. So after that, he was like, he, he asked me like throughout the next few times, like, you want me to you want, you want me to watch you uh you want to watch your back? I said, no, you stay away from me. All of you stay away from me. I don't trust you all anymore. <laughs> oh I watch my own back. <laughs> but no, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. So yeah, um, yeah, just definitely keep an eye out in the games uh chat and uh be looking forward to getting some more games in with the community. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Oh. A new Among Us channel there that you guys can uh, always find if our games are going down. Also, don't trust Johnny either. <laughs> don't trust anyone. <laughs> uh, my gaming moment of the week, definitely, uh, there was a lot of Among Us play and I uh, had a lot of fun with it, with the community, and just uh, just a ton of fun. But um, I, the probably the, the highlight moment would have been like kind of similar to Miggy in a way. I had an idea. Uh, it was with Snow Foxy in her stream, and I decided to jump out, change my name to Foxy Two. Her name was Foxy. I changed my name to Foxy Two. I said, "I'm just gonna follow her around, and then we'll be together. We'll be like, you know, we'll be buddies, and that way we'll be protected. Or if one of us get killed, the other one will know." And I did that without, you know, obviously communicating because you're not supposed to communicate with one another. And so we start the match. I'm running around. It seems to be working great. And then she turns around and kills herself, as in kills Foxy Two. Because she was the imposter, just like you, me. <laughs> and she just offed me, and then Vince, and then I'm like, well, that was a really bad idea. I didn't think about the possibility that she would be imposter this round and just gave her a free kill that no one had any answers to. Uh, so, yeah, that was fun. Um, Among Us is wild. It's crazy. A lot of, a lot of fun. My wife got involved with, and got to play with the community, too, and she had a ton of fun. So it, super fun, super, super enjoyable, and I can't wait to play some more. But also, just a huge shout-out to uh, N7 Esports International, the esport organization that I've, uh, that I've joined forces with, and um, their players, and Migra, Migra, a good, a good friend of mine, for coaching me up in Rocket League. Coaching me up over this last week, and really, I've been playing against grand champions. I've been playing against champ champion level players, and it's been eye opening, right? And definitely, str I struggle. Uh, what I noticed though is how quickly I started to improve in certain aspects of the game that I was not good at. And so one day, I decided I was going to go do my placements in a mode that I have never, ever, ever ranked in. Barely played because I did not think I would ever be any good. And that's 1v1s. So I 1v1 did my 10 placements and can tell you I ranked Gold 3 Division 3, which is the highest I have ever ranked on my own. Nice. Um, and I'm, I'm two promotions from Platinum in 1v1s. And that's when it really started to show me, oh, I've considerably gotten better in this game just by... You know, for lack of better word, getting my ass kicked by really good players for a week uh, and learning. So I do appreciate all the support. They've all been really kind and willing. You know, a lot of times you think about like some players that are just that tier. They they don't want like like a lot of times you don't get this opportunity. And uh, this is where that to where toxic uh, community can really start to show up when you're like, hey, I need help. Can someone help me? And they all basically tell you to go drink bleach. So um, that wasn't the case. 
had a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying Rocket League now because of it, and I can't wait to get ranked in twos and threes now and get uh, my first time ever having all the platforms have a rank um, here in this season. So that'd be really cool. You know your boy's platinum in Rumble again! <laughs> yeah! Rumble King! <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Don't hate. Don't hate. I, I'm not gonna hate. I don't. I don't play Rumble. <laughs> I, I don't get. I don't get the the fascination of Rumble, other than the fact of like I know people go there to uh, try to get higher rewards for the season, because um, it generally can be a little bit easier to obtain a higher rank. But can be. I just said I'm platinum. <laughs> it <laughs> is easier. I'm not trying. Uh, okay, all right. You said it, not me. You I said was it, diamond not me. for a minute in Rumble. Okay, that's how easy Rumble is to rank up. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, the but a buddy of mine, Migra, told me that if I wanted to be uh, Grand Champ, we could probably get me Grand Champ in Rumble. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyways. Um, yeah, those are, that's my gaming moments of the week. And we always want to hear your gaming moments of the week. Talk about what you're up to in the discord. So come hang out with us in one of the most just chill communities out there. Uh, the gamezilla media discord. All right. Good. I tell everybody, uh, all the good stuff, all the reminders. Listen, listen, come on, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to try the Joe Bidenisms here. Um, keep, uh, keep the arms down, please. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we never know what's going to happen. So just come on, man. You need to go support us at patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. That is the place to go to financially contribute to the life, success, and growth of GameZilla and all of the shows on the GameZilla Media Network, including the Legend of Retro, Noiseland Arcade, Last Action Podcast, and Noobs and Dragons. And a little, little teaser out here, because I don't know if it's been put out there anywhere, um, if you're a fan of the last action podcast, you'll be getting a whole lot of me again in the month of October. So, uh, stick around and make sure you subscribe to the last action podcast for some more deadites in your life. And, uh, again, you can watch this show on YouTube. We're available, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, anywhere you listen to a podcast, you're going to be able to listen to games of the podcast. Give us that subscription. Give us the, that five-star rating. Everything you can do to simply help us grow means an immense amount to us. Absolutely. And uh, and uh, real quick, just to give a shout out, want to welcome, uh, want to thank uh, Tactical Bacon from Discord and Grim's Hole for following us here on uh, Discord. So welcome, Grim. <laughs> oh oh yes. God, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a thing, guys. That's a thing. <laughs> <sighs> that's that's uh, that's still a thing. That's... <laughs> Thanks, Grim's Hole. Thanks. <laughs> Grim's Hole, the gift that keeps on giving or receiving. All right. Well, <laughs> so, I, I didn't like that. I didn't like that. We got to end the show immediately. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. Okay. I had nothing to do with that, but, um, jeez. Um, anyways. Before Mickey said any of that, uh, this, this has been episode 330 of the GameZilla podcast. We really appreciate everybody hanging out here live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash GameZilla Media. We appreciate uh, all the subscribes, the the likes, the follows, the heart emojis, the, the five-star reviews, whatever you can do, wherever it is that you listen to this show, please do so. It helps us out so much. 
And um, we will see you next week, uh, next Monday, same time, same place here on Twitch. Until then, just remember, we are your elite free DLC for all your gaming news. And until next time, game on. Game on. Game on.